0: Hello everybody, this is Rich Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember to like and subscribe for all the latest episodes coming out. We'd love to hear from you, the fans. Remember you can reach out to us, Rich SportsTalk at gmail.com or on Twitter at the handle at Rich Sports Talk. So quarterway through the NFL season, I said this in my last episode that we were going to be doing this episode, and you can just hear it now. Ah yes. That soothing crackling sound. It is the coaching hot seat update and boy this is going to be a good one so this is what we're going to do we're going to look at five NFL coaches that are on the hot seat throughout the season this will progress based on how the teams are doing but at the quarter mark of the season For the first four games these are the five coaches that I think on my opinion are on the hot seat or are going to be on the hot seat by the end of the season based on their current performance and what they've done leading up to this so there's a lot of factors that go into this But these are the five coaches who might need to update their resume for the 2019 season. So we're going to start it off with a couple interesting choices on this list today. So if someone isn't on this list that you think should be, remember to reach out to us. And I would love to hear your opinion on that. But number five on our list. So number five, Dirk Cutter from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now a lot of people would be saying, well, wait a minute, they started 2-0. But here's the thing. The reason he was hired was to develop Jameis Winston, and this week he has decided that going into the bye, Jameis Winston is going to be their starting quarterback, despite Ryan Fitzpatrick having a great start to the season. This could be the decision that determines his coaching future in Tampa Bay. If Jameis works and they play well the rest of the season, I think he keeps his job. But keep in mind, this is a locker room that They've seen what the offense can do under Ryan Fitzpatrick. They've seen how explosive they can be and how many points they can put up. If Winston struggles, could this be a decision that tears apart this locker room because they feel they have a better quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick, especially if Winston struggles early? Now, do I think the ownership got into this decision a little bit too because they want to see what Winston has before they have to pay him? Yes, but ultimately. The reason he was given the head coaching job a couple years ago was to develop Jameis Winston. And to his credit, Winston every single season has gotten progressively better. And I understand that the game in Chicago went really bad for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And look, Fitzpatrick did not play well. And Fitzpatrick as a long-term quarterback is probably not the viable option that they want. But this is an interesting decision because Winston did not play well in that game either. And it looked like the team really bought into Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. Now, if Winston struggles, this could be a decision that ultimately cost him his job. So this is one that we have to wait to see what happens. But you have to look at the situation and say, if Winston doesn't do well, I mean, Dirk Carr could be finding himself a new job next season. And a lot of it just has to do with this decision to go with Jameis Winston. It's one of the most intriguing decisions that's happened in the early season. It's been one of the big storylines, especially with how well Fitzpatrick has played out of the gate. So this will be one coach I definitely will be keeping an eye on. Number four, Jason Garrett of the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I like Jason Garrett. I know he gets a lot of flack, but he has made Dallas consistent. And even though they're two and two, this is an offense that is struggling. And he's supposed to be an offensive coach. And realistically, it's not his problem. I think Dak Prescott is limited with what he is doing. And he has limited weapons on the outside. But this team misses the playoffs. We've seen Jerry Jones. He is going all in. He wants to win a Super Bowl. And it's my opinion that we've seen him being this aggressive. Because he knows he, knows he doesn't have a lot of time left. And he wants to win one more Super Bowl. And right now, the Cowboys, they're underachieving. In this division, I know the Eagles are 2-2. Two and two, But the Eagles look like a lot better team. The Redskins look like a very good team in this division, and look, for all the problems the Giants have had, they're at least a competent defense, and for Dallas, their offense, they just are struggling. I would like to see them go with more of a read option. I think Garrett's going to have to make adjustments to give the ball into Prescott's hands more in terms of running the football, but if this team misses the playoffs this season, Jerry Jones made the comment that he thinks that this offense is the potential to be the LA Rams, which is crazy, but... That's where the owner is thinking. And if this offense continues to struggle, this could be a situation where he's been there a long time. They might look to try to get a new head coach in there. And don't forget, this is a team that, it's Dallas. They want the big flashy. They've always been flashy on offense with the quarterback play, the wide receivers, and the running backs. And right now, their offense, it's just boring. If I had to say what's one of the least like attractive Offenses to watch in football, i be Dallas. They're boring. They just run the ball with the quarterback and they try to hit a couple short passes. They're not an explosive offense. They're boring to watch. And to me, for Jerry Jones, he understands it's not only about the product on the field. It's the product on television. And right now, the Cowboys, despite being 2-2, two and two, are neither. So Garrett might need a new head coaching job at the end of the season. Number three, Pete Carroll. Another 2-2 two and two coach. But this is a situation where you wonder if it's run its course here in Seattle. Now, Seattle's going to get a break as they get to play San Francisco without Jimmy Garoppolo. Arizona looks like a complete mess. So I could see the Seahawks taking advantage of those two teams this year. And they might not be a terrible team. I predicted that they were going to be 6-10. and 10. I think they're projecting more 7-9. But that offensive line is terrible. And to be honest, these two wins, a lot of it's due to Russell Wilson being a great quarterback. But we've seen it over the last couple of years, the Legion of Boom breaking up, the players being outspoken on this team, all the players that have come out after leaving and saying how they lost faith in Pete Carroll, and you saw it with Earl Thomas flipping off the bench. I don't think that was just directed at Pete Carroll, but more at the organization, but it shows you that these players, they don't trust Pete the way they used to, and Pete Carroll has always had this history with his coaching. He comes in, he's energetic, he's a great adrenaline shock to whatever team he joins for the first few years. But long term, that rah-rah really wears off. We saw it at USC. We're seeing it here in Seattle. And look, he might stay just by default at the end of the season, but it just feels like he's getting older. He's going to be 70 soon. He's in the last year of his contract. And I don't know if Seattle feels he's the best long-term answer for this franchise, Because their quarterback is getting killed by a terrible offensive line and play calling on offense. And look, Pete Carroll brought a Super Bowl to this franchise. There's no question that he's arguably the greatest coach there in their franchise history. But sometimes you look at history and history says that Pete Carroll wears out his welcome. It's about that point, like in most of his coaching tenures. And look, I just think Seattle, they're a mess right now. They're going to be rebuilding that offensive line, rebuilding that defense. To me, they're more of a rebuilding project than they want to admit. But for me, Pete Carroll, being that the age he is, is he the long-term answer there? I don't think so. And I think right now that is why he's third on my hot seat list. Number two, and now this might be a little bit of a surprise, but it's going to be Todd Bowles of the New York Jets. Now, for anyone that's listened to the show, you know I'm a bigger fan of. Todd Bowles than a lot of people, but here are the things that are working against Todd Bowles right now. Number one, he's twenty-one and thirty-one as overall head coach, including back-to-back five and eleven seasons last year. Now, granted, I think he's getting a lot more out of this talented. If I was to say the Jets are bottom five in total talent roster, I don't think that's a stretch. And you look at Pro Football Focus, the second worst offensive line in bottom five in all special positions around Sam Darnold. But there's a couple reasons why I think Bowles is welcome's getting a little bit worn out number one hasn't made the playoffs and this is a team and a fan base that it's new york i mean they want to be competitive and they haven't been to the playoffs in nearly a decade i think the other big thing working against todd bowles right now is this defense which is good isn't great and it's also committing a lot of dumb penalties there's been a lot of personal fouls we saw in the cleveland game you saw it a lot against Jacksonville. they just seem undisciplined and look, this, he got a lot of this team last year. A lot of people thought this was a one-win team last year. They ended up winning five games, and they've been in these games. They've been ugly. You've seen flashes of a really good football team, and he says he feels he has a good football team, but the Jets just never can seem to put it together consistently. You see them have a great quarter, a great half, but we haven't really seen this team over the last two years have a great game. And the players love playing for him You hear especially from the locker room that a lot of these players really want him to be the head coach they feel he's a great head coach but to me the biggest factor in all of this is Sam Darnold how is Sam Darnold progressing I think a lot of it's going to be stunted by the personnel around him but you see what's working in this league right now it's young quarterbacks with young offensive minded head coaches Sean McVay and Jared Goff you look around these leagues the teams that are successful have a offensive minded coach with an offensive quarterback, and that's what's helping these young quarterbacks develop. And look, Sam Darnold, he, they feel he's their franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. Baker Mayfield has an advantage because he has Hugh Jackson, an offensive mind, an offensive-minded offensive coordinator. That's why I think Baker's going to have a more successful rookie year than Sam Darnold. I mean, you look around the league, there's a lot of good young quarterbacks with young offensive coordinators or talented offensive coordinators. And to me, Bowles is a defensive coach. And it's great that he's a defensive coach. But in order to develop your quarterback, which with the rule changes is the most important position on the field, they might be looking for an offensive guy to help develop Darnold moving forward. And that's the biggest reason why I think Bowles, especially if this season ends another 4-12, 5-11 season, could be shown the door. And number one... Bill O'Brien of the Houston Texans. Now this is a weird one because you look on the outside, well, Bill O'Brien, he's gone the Texans of the postseason without a reliable quarterback. But this will be if he doesn't make the playoffs this year, it'll be the third consecutive years of the Texans haven't made the playoffs. They have Deshaun Watson healthy this year, and he's now under five hundred for his career. I mean the Texans, when you looked at their roster coming in on day one, you felt offensive personnel, they had better offensive personnel than Jacksonville. And their defense, while it doesn't have the secondary Jacksonville did, they had a front seven that could compete with them. And to me, the Texans were the dark horses team. I thought the the Colts would be a 7-9, 8-8 and eight and eight team. Andrew Luck coming back from the year removed, but he's looked very well. And I think that team, if the Texans are lucky that they were aggressive, and I love the play call they made to go for it, but the Texans got a gift and were lucky they didn't end up 0-3-1 to start the season instead of 1-3. To me, they just seem to be projecting in the wrong way. Jacksonville feels like they are going to run away with this division. And look, if this team's under 500, there's not going to be excuses for Bill O'Brien. He has Deshaun Watson, a lot of explosive weapons on the outside, a good enough offensive line, a quality running back, and of course a great front seven, and a healthy J.J. Watt. To me, this year, especially the way it's gone, Houston doesn't have any big injuries in the first four games, yet they're 1-3. So unless Houston really turns it around... You look at this team, they're a win-now team. They're a roster that's ready to win now. And they have a limited window, especially on the defensive side of the football. And if they don't think Bill Bryan can get it done this year or in the next two years, I think they might be looking for a new head coach. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember to like and follow and subscribe for all the latest content. On the next episode, we're going to have a fun thing. Talked on the last episode about the LA Rams being great for Los Angeles and why it's helping the NFL succeed when and how the NFL was the big winner of how well they've been doing. But now we're going to look at the other L.A. team, the L.A. Chargers, and what that impact is doing to the NFL and what the future ramifications could be. That's going to be a very fun episode. Make sure you tune in for that. Of course, we're going to keep dissecting the NFL as we move forward through the 2018 season. A lot of great storylines moving forward, including Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs being 4-0. Very exciting. So remember to follow and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. So make sure to follow and reach out to us. We'd love to get your questions and answer them on air. Remember, richsportstalk at gmail.com or Twitter at richsportstalk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I'm Nolan Rich from Rich Sports Talk.